0: Welcome to Crossroad Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Bob Ellis. Well, you know, it got me to thinking when, when we were, were doing our a big focus on outreach this weekend, why do we do what we do? Why, why does the church exist? And, and I think over and over again, we have to revisit that and, and ask ourselves, what is our purpose and, um, if you've been around me a little bit or a, maybe even a long bit, <laughs> you would know that one of my favorite pastors, um, is a man by the name of Rick Warren out in, uh, in California. Just, just love his humility. I mean, this, this guy has a, a mega church, um, but, uh, that isn't who he is. Um, and I don't, I don't know him. I just know that the times I've uh, heard him uh, speak at a conference, and just uh, had him sign a book for me one time, and that was pretty cool. Uh, but, but I heard an, an interview they had. Uh, I heard I was passing, just flipping through the channels this week, and and someone was interviewing him at a station that was inter- interviewing him, and they were asking him about his his devotional or his book, um, the Purpose Driven Life, and and it just asked him different questions about. Um, did you ever think it was going to be this successful? You know, what do you think now about, you know, basically trying to get into the mindset of a man who, who it was just so ultra, um, uh, his book was so ultra popular and used, uh, in the church and still being used. And, uh, it's, if it's, if it's a book you've never read, it it is a great, great, um, book to remind us of what our purpose is as a church and as people of God. And, uh, and it draws from all these great stories in scripture and, and, uh, anyway, just, I would highly recommend it. But they was, they were asking him, you know, what do you want it said about, you know, what, what do you want it to be known about you? And he said, uh, he, he quotes from Acts chapter 13, and I've just been thinking about this verse All week long, and I wanted to share it with you because it opened up my my thoughts on some other things, and um, wanted to just spend a time, a few few minutes, just reading some of the scripture uh, from this. But the first one was what he wanted on his, what he said he wanted it said about him. He said, in reference, this is in reference to King David and what was said about David. It said, for after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died. And was buried. Now another version says this: Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. So, 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 think about this. The, here's this uh, very popular, very, I would think, successful pastor in, in terms of just just his reach across the world and what he's been able to do to encourage pastors and and uh, resources and things of that nature. But they said, "What do you want it to be remembered of you?" And he said. That I, that I served the purposes of the Lord in my lifetime. And and I've just I've thought about that and wrestled with that, or at least loud. I don't know if I've wrestled with it enough, but I've I've have been trying to let that sink into my soul this week. Is what about in my lifetime? Um, what about in my generation? What do I want it said of me? Um. So he's referring to King David. he said, "David served the purposes of the Lord in his generation in his lifetime, and then he died now, what's it going to be said of me? So I started thinking about well what 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 was um and we don't really have a lot of time to look at everything and unpack everything that David uh did to serve the purposes of the lord but i just I just wanted to just highlight. Three of them that jumped out at me, and um, you probably remember the the one that probably is the most famous is the the, the giant killing story when he takes on Goliath. Uh, but I, I want to draw your attention to that passage a little bit, and and, and so I want you to just jump to First Samuel, and I'm I'm using my Bible, I'm not using my uh, my iPad, so I'm going to do the flipping thing with you today, and uh, because I, there are just several things I highlighted in this passage. And to, to set up the scene, to set up the scene for where he, he deals with Goliath, David's just a young man visiting his brothers. He, he really is not a soldier. He, he shouldn't have been there in the first place other than dad said, take, take your brothers some food and check and see how they're doing uh, and how they're doing against the war against the Philistines. So I'm going to read you a little bit about what's happening before David gets there. And, and just to refresh your memory. The Bible says the Philistines, the enemies of God, now mustered their army for battle and camped between Socha in in Judah and Azekah in Ephes Damim. Saul countered by gathering his Israelite troops near the Valley of Elah. And so the Philistines and the Israelites faced each other on opposite hills with the valley between them. So you get, you get a picture of what's happening. There's this, there are these two mountain ranges. I guess I'm going to hit my mic. But there's these two mountain ranges, and there's a valley in between, and the armies are posted on each side. It says, Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, he came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. And the scripture says he was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. In other words, his chain link armor weighed that much. And it talks about the length of his spear and and how much that weighed, and that he had an armor bearer who would walk with him, and he would say, give me my spear, give me my sword. So he was a pretty big deal. And I mean, apart from just his size, Goliath's a big deal. Uh, He's a warrior. He's a champion. So in verse eight of first Samuel chapter 17, so first Samuel 17, verse eight, the Bible says, Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? He called, I am the Philistine champion, but you are only servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. So he he says, he says I'm a Philistine champion, but you are just servants of Saul. And who was Saul? Well, Saul was supposed to be a servant of God. But we know back in uh, the little back story, the back part of, of that happening in 1 Samuel 13, that that God had already rejected Saul. And I'm going to get into to kind of some of that reasoning a little later. Hopefully I can get through all this because um, there's a lot going on. Now, remember, why am I talking about David? I'm talking about David because it says that he served the purposes of God in his lifetime and then he died. Well, what did David do that was so special? Well, the scripture says that he shows up to bring his brother some food and he hears this giant come out again and insult the whole army. Let me, let me back up a little bit, cause this is pretty exciting. Uh, well, it's disturbing, but it's exciting. In verse 11, when, after he taunts the Israelites, <clears throat> it says that King Saul and the Israelites were terrified and deeply shaken. In other words, they didn't respond there was no response. And, and and as I'm thinking about this story and then tying it back into Acts chapter 13, it says, and David served the purposes of God in his lifetime. And then he died. Well, what did David do? What did David do that was so special? Um, and I don't mean that sarcastically. Maybe it came out the wrong way. But what did David do? Well, he did so much that we don't have time to cover in a 23 minute sermon. Um, not that I know that that's how long it's going to be. But when David heard these taunts and he heard the silence of the Israelites, maybe that was more deafening than the taunt that was slung across the valley floor was the fact that no one responded. The scripture says, he says this when he hears that taunt to some of the other soldiers that are there. He said, who is this pagan unbeliever (laughs) not a God-fearing man, who is this pagan Philistine anyway, that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God. In other other words, why is there no response? Why is it anyone responding? Well, we're going to fast forward a little bit to where the soldiers... See his bravery. They tell the king about it. The king's like, well, nobody else is going to fight. So we'll let this little kid go down. And he had some experience fighting big animals. Um, but this was going to be, well, maybe it was a smaller challenge to, compared to the bear and the lion that he had, had killed previously. Um, the scripture says that he goes up and he faces Goliath. And Goliath makes fun of his size. Goliath insults him. And here's David's response. He says, you come, with, come to me with sword, spear, and javelin. Now, and we already talked a little bit about the dimensions of those and the weight of those, or at least I mentioned that a second ago. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. So the Bible says in Acts chapter 13 that David served the purposes of God in his lifetime, and he died. What did he do? He responded when no one else did. David spoke up for God when no one else would. When everyone else was scared. Have you ever been silent? And you knew God was maybe prodding you, um, encouraging you. Speaking to you through the power of the Holy Spirit saying, speak up. Now's your time to speak up. And you missed the opportunity. I have. Too many times. And I think about Acts 13. It says, but David served the purpose of God in his lifetime. And then he died. I want to serve God's purposes. But it means I've got to speak up. Um, there are going to be some giants that are going to face us in our lives. And God's looking for a few people who will defend his honor, to defend his name, and to speak up for him. If you want it said of you, and if I want it said of me, that, that Bob served the purpose of the Lord in his lifetime, and then he died, that means i got to speak up for him. Because if I don't speak up for him, I fail and serving his purposes and this earth, uh, another thing that David did, and I'm not going to unpack the rest of this like I did this part because I, I really think it's pretty amazing. But not only did he speak up for God when no one else would, he also rep- and goes on to replace a king. He he ends up replacing Saul as king, and and, and God puts David in charge. And I and I, I was asking myself, well. Uh, you kind of want to refresh why? And so in, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 13, so it seems like a lot of 13s in in these passages, but in 1 Samuel 13, S- Samuel the prophet goes up to Saul and and he gives Saul the message that he's been rejected. He says, how foolish. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. In other words, what he is saying is, if I'm understanding this correctly, is the Messiah. Jesus would have come through the line, the family line of Saul. But because he was rejected by God, because he was not obedient to God, God dissolved his kingdom. The scripture says in verse 14, but now your kingdom must end. For the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. The Lord has already appointed him to be leader of his people, because you have not kept the Lord's command. Now, now here's here's the powerful part about that. You you go all the way back to Acts thirteen. I know I was in 1 Samuel 13. Now I'm in Acts thirteen. And it replays that. The the scripture says in um, the Bible says in Acts chapter 13, verse 22, but God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. And now catch this last line. He will do everything I want him to do. Obedience. Obedient. The Bible says that David served the purposes of God in his lifetime, and then he died. He spoke up for God when no one else would speak up for him, and the scripture says he replaces a king because that king was not obedient. That king would not do what God told him to do. The scripture says God found out, sought out another man, and and his name is David. And, And David, he says, was a man after his own heart because he was willing to do whatever God told him to do. If you and I want to serve the purposes of God in our lifetime and and we want it said about us when we die that that man, that woman, serve the purposes of God, then we got to speak up for him when no one else will. And we have got to do what he tells us to do when no one else will do it. and 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 I know maybe you're thinking some of the things I thought, well, that's David. David served the purposes of God in his lifetime, and then he died. How can I live up to that and you you can't, and I can't um but the Bible also says that David fails pretty miserably. And we're not going to just jump into all of that, but Second Samuel chapter eleven is the culmination of that. Um, he he has an affair. He has the husband killed in battle. He sets up a um, kind of this this fake attack, and then he pulls all the soldiers back except the married man, and he dies. And problem solved, except the problem. Um, Became, he now then got on the wrong side of God, and he was confronted with that. Now, very similarly, Saul had been confronted with, with his, his errors and was told what to do, and, and Saul just continued down this path of, of disobeying God. The Bible says that, that David in 2 Samuel chapter 11 confesses his sin, and there are consequences, just as there have been consequences to our sins. In fact, the Bible says we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Just because someone has a mic in front of them or a camera, um, it doesn't make them perfect. In fact, we are fallible. Um, you know, the world, uh, when, when someone is really successful for God, the world wants to come after them and say, well, he's not that good. Well, let's just go on record. We are not good. We are evil. Our thoughts betray us. Our thoughts betray God and our actions we don't speak up for god when we need to we don't do what god tells us to do when we uh, when he tells us to do it and and then our, there's occasions many occasions when we sin against him we sin against what god wants for us in our lives and the scripture says david showed us and don't you to get this cuz I, I, as i was thinking about this How did David serve the purposes of God in his lifetime? Well, he spoke up for God when no one else would. He did or was obedient to God when another king wasn't willing to be obedient. But David also did something pretty cool. He showed us the perfect way to be imperfect. I want to repeat that because I think it's pretty profound. He showed us the perfect way to be imperfect. He sinned. I've already told you what he did, at least on that occasion. Um, it's egregious. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's unforgivable. Well, maybe, maybe not. Um, God forgives, and his capacity forgiveness is something maybe we need to, to think about. But especially we need to receive. David shows us the perfect way to be imperfect. He was not perfect. Yet it was said of him, he was a man after God's own heart. He spoke up for God when no one else would. And that when he died, it was said of him that he fulfilled or he served the purposes of God in his lifetime. But he was a man who had sinned. He showed us how perfectly to be imperfect. What to do when we mess up. And and maybe you're thinking, well... How is it going to be said of me in my lifetime, I serve the purposes of God when maybe so much of my life is gone? I mean, I'm 50 now, and I'm thinking, man, I've missed so many opportunities. Missed so many opportunities to speak up for him, to do what he's told me to do, um, to confess and not sin, to not waste time on frivolousness, and and stupid agendas and and uh, how is it going to be said of me? This passage that Bob served the purpose of God in his lifetime. Well, if there's any hope in that statement, it's the fact that David confessed his sins, and and maybe today we just need to confess God of wasted time. M- the. The time that's behind me, I can't do anything with, but moving forward through the prompting and the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit, leaning on your strength, not mine. I'm going to speak up for you when, when I feel those and hear those promptings, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to be obedient when no one else will. And when your spirit convicts me of sins, I'm going to quickly say, God, I am sorry. You know, I think if, if, if we can just, and I know that's three and a lot of preachers preach on three points and maybe because we can't remember as pastors when we're preaching much more than that, or, or maybe we feel like the message isn't going to, we're not going to, our congregation, our people aren't going to remember. I don't know, man, maybe five point sermon would be good. I know there's a lot more, more lessons in David's life. Um, but for me, three was enough today. I need to speak up for him more. I need to be obedient. Maybe when no one else around wants to be obedient for him. And and I need to be quick to confess my sins so that there's nothing blocking me and God from moving forward. Because I want to fulfill his purposes in my lifetime. Would you join me in the rest of the journey? Would it be said of your life and my life that we did the purposes of God and then we died? God, I thank you for just a verse that opened up to me this week. And uh, and I'm just thankful. Thankful that you still put up with me. And uh, you, you have some purposes left for me to fulfill. Pray that I'll be faithful today. I pray that those hearing today would join me in a pursuit of fulfilling your purposes in our lifetime. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit CrossroadsTX.Church.